0: You're listening to Episode 10, Starfish. Today, I'm going to encourage you about the power of prayer, about the power of your prayers. It's not about saying the right words. It's not about living the perfect life. It's not about how well you know the Bible. And we're going to learn all of this from the starfish, that squishy, cute little darling of the beach that's actually a very powerful predator today on The Nature of Hope. Welcome to The Nature of Hope Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Kaler. Here we will take 15 minutes to step back, delight in nature, and discover God. My goal is to give you hope in your daily walk and increase your awareness and enchantment in the beautiful world God created. For us to take part in. If you sometimes feel disenchanted with life or disconnected from God, this is the place for you. If you pull over for sunsets and sometimes you feel like your church is outside, this is for you. Come with me and let's explore the animals, the quiet forests, deep under the seas, and high on the mountaintops, all that God has made for us to delight in. It's time to de-stress and refresh in the nature of hope. Starfish, that name, it's beguiling and it kind of hints at magic, as if they had spent their allotted time in the heavens and then retired and fizzled down to a sparkling plunge in the sea. Why do they want to trade neighborhoods? Is the ocean a more inviting place than space? Occasionally starfish wash up on shore so we can look at their helpless estate. Their rosy and golden hues make them look like watercolored accents on our sandy shores. On closer inspection, Their arms are limp and soggy underneath. A few tube-like feet on their underside may wave at us in defenseless resignation. And usually we are moved to throw them back into the sea. It seems the right thing to do. They are the darlings of beachcombing parents with their children because we know we can touch, pick up, and examine starfish without fear. They are the lumpy but quaint accessories that charm our coastlines. But starfish, actually, are neither stars nor fish. In fact, if you want to be scientifically correct, you call them sea stars. Sea stars belong to a large group of animals called echinoderms. How do I say that? (laughs) Echinoderms. A scientist I am not. Other echinoderms are sea urchins, sand dollars, and sea cucumbers. These animals have no bones, so they are invertebrates. And their outer covering is tough and sometimes spiny or knobby. They come in a myriad of colors and arm assortments. Usually, you will see the typical five-armed sea star, but some have seven arms, nine or ten or even more. About 1,500 species of sea stars are found around the world oceans, from the tropics to the icy polar regions. They are found flung up on the sand, in tide pools, and as deep as 20,000 feet below the surface. Once, when I was visiting my great-uncle on San Juan Islands, um, he introduced me to the sunflower sea star. I've never been quick to wake up, which is an understatement. I'm a very slow waker-upper, especially before I realized that my thyroid was slow. Mornings felt like my blood was clogged with molasses and not yet quite pumping. And my brain felt like it was steeped in ether. So my brilliant but slightly crazy great uncle had graduated magna cum laude in engineering from Princeton. And he had designed the hydrofoil water jet propulsion system for Boeing. So, you know, those hydrofoils, he had designed the engine. And he was always trying to reach, teach, and excite others about the cool things in the world. Into his 70s, he was an avid tennis player and downhill skier. This morning, he bounded up the stairs to my loft where I was sleeping with a gigantic sunflower sea star um, on a cutting board. The center blob was about a foot across, and instead of having five arms, it had about twenty crammed around its periphery and drooping over the edges of the board. It looked like a massive, gooey, alien sunflower, and it reeked of the briny shore. He waved it under my sleepy eyes and crowned triumphantly, Look what's for breakfast! He was kidding, but you never knew with him. But his enthusiasm was infectious. I was enchanted by the diversity and variety of sea stars along his northwest shores. Some had humorous names like Arctic Cookie Star and Slime Star or the Gunpowder Star. Years later, while snorkeling off the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, I was enchanted by the bright blue sea star, Linckia. Leviagata, another Latin word, sorry, and the one that looks like it has chocolate chips on its back, the horned sea star. Here on the California coast, I mainly spy kind of ochre-colored sea stars in orange and purple, plus the occasional bright red or orange bat star, and it's named the bat star because its arms are kind of webbed like a bat. Although they look helpless and sweet and tossed up on our beaches, The first clue as to the power of sea stars is when you encounter them in a tide pool or underwater clinging to a rock. Just try to pry it off. It will be a struggle. Although not as firmly cemented as barnacles, sea stars with their thousands of suctioning little tube feet have formidable staying power. But there's something I find uniquely fascinating about these seemingly passive and mythological gifts from the heavens. The sea star, despite its docile looks and charming shape, is a powerful predator. Have you ever shucked oysters or clams? It takes a specially designed sharp oyster knife because of how tightly closed they are. And you better have gloved hands. I know this from experience. (laughs) A chainmail type of glove that protects you from knife slips and stabs is recommended, especially in our household. <laughs> so although you need a specialty knife and protected hands to open these tough mollusks, the sea star does not. Slowly roaming along the sand, rocks, or coral beds, the sea star encounters a tightly closed muscle or scallop. Delicately, it feels along the shell for an opening. The thousands of tiny tubular feet beneath its arms dance along the shell's body, searching, questioning, imploring. This bivalve is firmly shut. No matter. The sea star wraps its body around the meek mollusk, and, with its arms on either side of the shell, it begins to pull. It is in no hurry. Slowly, slowly, it exerts outward suctioning pressure until the clam or oyster cannot resist the pull. The shell cracks open, just a tiny slit. But that is enough. Our sea star then does something that's sort of like the movie Alien. (laughs) It extends his stomach outside of his body and into the clam shell through the tiny opening. Its digestive enzymes soften and destroy the meat inside. And then the sea star slurps up its tasty meal. The stomach retreats back out of its shell and into the sea star. Our petite predator has prevailed. Mission accomplished. The surprising tenacity of the sea star, this little seemingly innocuous, lumpy little thing, it gives me hope because his example of appearing charming, small, decorative, but yet hiding this relentless predatory strength is the ultimate switcheroo. You don't expect it. He's like the little old lady who faithfully shows up in church in her matching little sweater set and blue tinged hair. She appears sweet and harmless and inoffensive, nothing to take much notice of. But in fact, even though she's kind of cute, back in her home, when she's alone, some of those little old ladies, they rise up in the full armor of God, like a ninja warrior in prayer. She won't give up, she won't shut up, and she doesn't cease putting the pressure on until she sees victory. This is how we crack tough cases. Persistent prayer. The Bible is full of stories of people who engaged in persistent prayer They applied steady pressure and refused to give up, no matter how tough the case looked, just like our little sea star. Look at James chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, for the example of Elijah. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I love that phrase. Elijah was as human as we are. It's so easy to imagine that these people mentioned in the Bible are so much holier, sinless, without envy or pride or ambition. However, they too were riddled with holes, habits, and humiliations. God isn't looking for perfect prayers, but Persistent prayers. God moved as a result of Elijah's persistent prayer. We don't have to look back thousands of years either for examples of persistent prayer, producing wonderful results. The Berlin Wall came down as a result of prayer. Ronald Reagan is not responsible for this historic event, although you can watch the videos on YouTube where he says, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And while it all looks historic and epic and moving, actually a greater movement happened just behind those walls inside a small church in East Germany. And it began seven years earlier in 1982. I'm going to read to you from my book, This Outside Life, where I talk about this event. Tired of the Berlin Wall, the ongoing Cold War, and the repressive East German regime, a faithful pastor began organizing prayers for peace every Monday evening at St. Nicholas Church. On many occasions, fewer than a dozen people attended the prayer meetings. The East German government strongly discouraged its citizens from becoming involved in religious activities, but the meetings continued each Monday without fail. By 1985, the thriving prayer group was growing in earnest. A sign, Open to All, was put outside, and attendance was exploding. On October 9, 1989, the police were in riot gear, warning the pastor and all the citizens the price they would pay. And if you know anything about the East German government, like the Stasi, they were nothing to be trifled with. They were notorious for their iron fist. Nothing would be tolerated. But 70,000 praying people filled the streets holding candles. No massacre happened. The East German president, Erich Honecker, resigned. One month later, the Berlin Wall came down. Remember our verse from James? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So, when we say, all I can do is pray after we've called all of our friends and consulted with our spouses and eaten half of the refrigerator contents, bitten our nails, and sunk into despair. Um, Prayer shouldn't be a passive folding of the hands, a, a whimpering murmuring with an unbelieving heart. It can be when faced with daunting opposition, but prayer can be proactive, wielding the sword of truth, God's word, the Bible. I love the movie War Room. In it, a little old lady instructs a younger woman how to pray God's word over her tough situations. And her war room is her little prayer closet. In it, she posts pages of her prayers for her family written out with accompanying scripture verses. And you know what? I've done this in our bathroom. I take scripture verses and I pray for a son. And he'll, he'll be totally embarrassed to hear this, but don't tell him. And I put his word, his name in there in these scripture passages. And like the unassuming pastor in East Germany, we can pray down mighty walls, figuratively and literally. So when people say, well, what difference will it make? It's insulting to the faithful prayer warriors who have modeled steadfast prayer for us throughout the Bible. It can make all the difference. Can you think or speak? Then you are capable of wielding great power. When Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus announced that upon this confession, this bedrock of truth, Jesus would build his church. And then Jesus adds, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Matthew 16 verses 15 through 19. Most of us picture ourselves trying to keep hell away from engulfing our lives, our kids, our cities, our nation. But here is a picture of the church invading hell's territory and smashing down its gates. I love that. We are to advance against these tough situations. We are to move forward in persistent prayer, reach in, and dissolve that evil. You are not a little bitty helpless person who has no friends in higher places. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have God's power on your side. Doesn't matter if you're a little old lady a beleaguered businessman, a maxed-out mother, or a student. Remember our cute little squishy starfish? Like a determined predator, surround that tough obstacle and apply the persistent pressure of prayer. Prayer is powerful. Jesus depended on it, the disciples relied on it, and we can use it to tear down walls, soften hearts, or crack open tough cases. Persistent prayer may sound innocuous and kind of squishy, but it's like a sea star. In tough cases, it's lethal. So this week, I want you to write down your prayers and use scripture. Use scripture that talks about the situation. Insert the person's name in there that you want God to move in their life. And you're going to see things change. Develop your own little war room like that movie and employ the persistent power of predatory prayer like our little charming starfish because in tough cases it's lethal If you know anybody who needs encouragement and prayer, could you forward on this podcast? Just take a screenshot and send it on to them and say, hey, you might find this encouraging. And maybe get together with a friend and say, hey, let's pick out some verses and put our kid's name in there or put our spouse's name in there or the teacher's name and do a list of persistent prayers to crack open tough cases. Sometimes when I go speak at an event, I carry along these little necklaces that have a sea star charm on it just to remind people that be like the sea star. Wrap yourself, wrap your arms around that tough situation and crack it open with persistent prayer. If you'd like a reminder of this, I have this cute poster with this really cute pretty watercolor of a starfish and a quote from my book that reminds you that God isn't looking for perfect prayers, but persistent prayers. Anybody can be a starfish. Just wrap your arms around that tough situation and crack it open with prayer. You can download it for free on my website, laurikaylor.com forward slash starfish. Have a great week. Pray persistently. And I'll see you next time.